This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. This episode of Defending the Kingdom is brought to you by our great sponsor of our podcast network. That's the limited edition 360 Vodka. Hey, for your next tailgate, uh, the official vodka, the Kansas City Chiefs. This one is entitled, The NFL Does Not Wait. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, along with Sean Barber, 10-year NFL veteran, a.k.a. the Barbershop, a.k.a. the Shop. The NFL does not wait, Sean, for you to get healthy. It does not wait for you to gain confidence. It does not wait for you to figure it out. It means you're back at it, you're on it on the road, and you're going to do it in 96 hours. So... Here we go, a challenge for the Chiefs. Yeah, this is a three-day turnaround. Um, you know, you play Sunday night, and then not only are you uh, on a short week, but you're the, the away team. You got to travel. You got to spend another day, um, another you know flight, getting to a, a location. Uh, we know we're going. We're going up to Mile High. We're going. We got familiar foes that we're about to see. Um, we we know the Chiefs and the Broncos know each other very well. So that's the one thing I think the one benefit from this Thursday night game we can take is is two familiar foes. We know exactly what they do on offense, defense, special teams. They know what we do. Um, so we're looking forward to to uh, to, to righten this ship after coming off of a two games. Uh, two game loss, losing streak. Um, you just want it. You want to. You want to kind of correct that that taste out. Get that taste out of your mouth of being a loser, um, and, and get back on that road to winning. And the Broncos, um, they want to keep winning. Um, they they started off the season uh, struggled out of the gate, but over the last two weeks, found a way to win. Uh, so they want to try to keep that streak going, and they're looking for a a quick turnaround to try to. I'm um, trying to, you know, expose some of the same things that we've been facing here, some of our weaknesses. Um, so, like you said, physically, mentally, and then one of the most important is just your confidence. You can never lose confidence in each other as as a team. Um, and a short week will expose some of those things. Yeah, but I like what you said about a division opponent on a short week. Andy Reid works against the division all year long, quite honestly. He'll work on it in the spring, summer. Uh, he has these little sneaky practices where the guys don't know it. He knows it. Then he harkens back to it. Uh, and no one knows when they are, but coach knows where they are. And he's 22-3 and three against the division in the last 25 games. Now, interestingly, uh, the only three losses have been on Thursday nights. Uh, so he hasn't lost a division game uh, on a Sunday since November of 2014. All that being said, to me also in a short week, it is about trust. Because here are the Chiefs trying to get some confidence rolling, uh, fixing some things up on both sides of the ball. But to me, it's about trust. First of all, trusting your own mind, body, and soul to get ready to play in 96 hours. That's dealing with injuries, right? The other thing is trusting your coaches. They've been working on this all year long. Here, What do you got for us? Because I don't have time to even discuss it with you. And then uh, a trust in each other to say, hey, well, let's, we're going to figure this out and we're going to do it together. How much of this is trust? Well, I think, you know, you listen to what guys have been saying. You hear the things on social media, you know, uh, we got guys talking about there's a, you know, confidence thing or, you know, lack of passion and some of the, some of the terms that are being thrown around. And those things, that, that, that should be highlighted. That should be uh, – that's something that needs to be handled in the locker room before you even step on the plane to go to Denver. Uh, we need to find out, like, who's really on board to get, get this done. Who's really, really on board? Who has the passionate – 
um, re- relentlessness, the, the 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 smartness, the toughness, the like you said, the trust, the you know who's willing to communicate to each other, uh, lay it on the line for one another um, to get it done and to correct what's been um, deemed as a weakness of this defense um, as far as the rushing game. Um, to have the Colts, you know, all week long wear hats to say run the damn ball, and then for uh, the Texans to come in with the the running back that we got rid of and think that they're going to run the ball, um, and now you're going to Denver with Philip Lindsay and um, and Royce Freeman and, and guys that have been running it um, down everybody's throat the last couple of weeks, and they think they're going to run the ball. At some point in your in, in this next 72 hours, um, each man's going to look at himself in the mirror and say, "Like, hey, hey, it's not happening to us today. Not today. Not tonight. Not on Thursday night football. Uh, we're going to correct this ship, and we're going to do it right now." Yeah, our first quarter dealing with the phenomenon that is Thursday night football. I'm going to ask you about the run game here in a minute when we get to the second quarter of this, our Defending the Kingdom podcast. And again, it's called the NFL Does Not Wait. Thursday night football is interesting. We can do, maybe we'll do an off-season podcast on Thursday night football. Uh, when I look at it statistically, I could sit here and throw a bunch of stuff at you. But uh, to me, so the NHL will have, they'll play back-to-back nights, which are tough. They don't happen often. NBA will play back-to-back road games. They'll call them the back-to-backs. And they just say how tough they are. Uh, Major League Baseball has the two weeks they'll go on the road and play like 10 straight road games. Uh, but to me, the, the biggest challenge in the National Football League, and maybe the biggest in all of professional sports, is for two teams to just club it out, on uh, knock it out on a Sunday, and then turn around and do it at 96 hours later. Uh, the phenomenon that is Thursday night football is a guy that played the game. Just uh, the issues that come up and trying to figure it out on such a short notice. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, like, I don't think I've ever paid attention to the schedule. Like, I, didn't, I don't think I knew at the beginning of the season what the bye week was. I didn't plan for bye weeks. I didn't plan for Thursday night, Sunday night, Saturday night. Um, I, just, I, just, I just went about my work getting the game plan in um, three or four days before the, 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 you know, it's time to go play, uh, fine-tuning it two days, going through the walkthrough the day, uh, you know, the day before, um, and then turning that switch on on game day to go after it. Um, I always, like, the, the field didn't matter, the field conditions, the weather conditions, none of that stuff really mattered because you knew that both teams are playing in the same conditions. So why let your mind play games on you about um, the temperature outside or the you know, whether the wind's blowing or if it's wet or anything else, man. Like, like just have your mindset ready to go prepare and execute your, your job and your ability on every play, no matter if it's uh, a first and goal, um, you know, in the three-yard line or if it's, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the defense, the offense has 73 yards. Like, all those other things, just each individual play, you got to commit yourself. Like, you, have, you have, not only have trust in your teammates, you have to have trust in yourself. Trust that you've done everything you can do to prepare for that game, to, uh, to prepare for that, um, that, that, that explosion of energy and excitement that's going to happen in your body uh, when it's game day so that you don't short circuit, um, but you can perform at the highest level. Those type of things is what this team does need to do. Everybody needs to calm down, do their job, but do it at a high level. You know, we need this defensive line to really um, explode. We need we need the linebacks to explode. We need secondary guys to be confident about their calls. Um, no game situation. Um, all those things are just such uh, just they're just such important factors because it's such a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. Yeah, to me, what you're explaining is hyper focus. Definitely. Uh, to, to be able – the best players in this league in my brief 26 years in the league have been those that have been able to hyper-focus. There's two guys that come to mind when I was listening to you say that, and one is Andy Reid. I've had a lot of discussions with him over the past seven years about just that. 
He doesn't care if it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday morning. It's like you have to prepare yourself to play and play. Who we play and where we play and doesn't matter. I mean, Andy Reid is a hyper-focused cat. I'm just going to say it. And he's, he doesn't matter. Like, you bring some of that stuff up, he's like, doesn't matter. Let's, let's go. The second is Patrick Mahomes. I've got the sense from him he has that same mindset. It's that hyper-focus, well, let's go. Who are we playing and who are we playing and what day and time are we playing them? That's all that matters. And uh, I appreciate that in those two guys. No doubt. And you need that to be, uh, to be spread and it needs to go top down. Um, from 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 Coach Andy Reid to Pat, from Pat to the wide receivers, to, through the running backs, through the offensive line, uh, from one offensive line to the defensive line, and just be infectious throughout the team because uh, that that that's the type of mentality that gets things done in the NFL. Um, you'll see schedule changes, you'll see flight changes. Um, you know, you're the team coming in, you can't control the weather. You might have to get in at 3 a.m. Like like you said, the the, 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 the NFL doesn't care. Like like nope. this game is taking place at a certain time. It's time to kick off. Either you're ready to go or you're not and the team that's most prepared and ready to go will be the team that wins on Thursday night so the NFL does not wait one way to deal with it a couple ways is one trust two hyper focus all right let's get into the run game here Uh, much discussed throughout the Chiefs kingdom and you can't ignore it when you look at some of the stats uh Nine plays the average scoring drive against the Chiefs. That's 31st in the league. The Chiefs are last in giving up run plays of four yards or more. 12 five-minute-plus drives. That's 31st in the league. Okay. Getting uh, the run game going, uh, run defense game going here, getting off the field. We seem to talk about it a little bit every week, but we're going to talk about it today a lot. Because for Denver, their best chance to win this game, same thing. Hold the ball. They can run it. In fact, Denver is top four in the league in the times that they decide to run the ball. doesn't matter who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Top four, they're going to run it uh, in their decision in the first half. Second half changes a little because the terms are dictated based on score time situation. But in the first half, they're coming. And they're coming downhill, and they'll come downhill Thursday night. Yeah, and we know that the reason – the Denver Broncos run the ball is because they have a, they don't have an elite quarterback, right? They have a quarterback who's on his last leg. Good quarterback. Uh, Fl- Flacco, has been, he's been very well respected around the league for a number of years. He has a Super Bowl with the uh, with the Ravens, uh, but he's come there to be a game manager. You know, um, Elway has wanted to turn that team back. They want to rely on defense. They want they want that defense to be able to carry it in the, uh, to the playoffs, and they want that running game to be uh, one of the toughest running games in the in the in the league. But uh, we talk about the running game, and I, you know, we always talk about the RPO system on the offensive side. Well, there's an RPO system you got to think about defensively. Uh, the R is for respect. You got to get your respect. Every individual in that line of scrimmage. If you're a defensive lineman and you don't have the respect of the guy in front of you, you're going to lose that battle. So those one-on-one battles, you have to have respect. Then you have to have pride. You have to have pride to do it each and every down. Uh, Being a tough-minded, sound-run defense team isn't just – every other play it's every down you got to be ready to hold your gap do your job play with the right leverage then go run and tackle you know go go make that tackle no 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 missed tackle and no 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 uh um, whiffs at the, the ball carrier trying to strip go make a physical you know what type of tackle um and get the guy down and then the o is for never be outworked you got to be willing to outwork the opponent in every phase of the game, in every situation, um, and, and not let teams on fourth and short uh, disrespect you by running the ball at any scenario during the game. Um, and that you know, when the things get, get the game gets tight and close, um, you got to be ready, ready and, and willing to lay it on the line at any point of that game because you got to stop the run first and foremost in the NFL. The NFL. This is going to sound old school. 
but it's still part of until the rules change in this game. The clock runs when you run the ball. Plus, you can literally take a team's will away from them. Until it's a seven-on-seven flag football tournament, that's not going to change. And for right now, the Chiefs winning enough of those battles in the run game can be uh, turning the cannon uh, on the other team. I'll get to that in the third quarter as we're in the second quarter of our podcast here, Defending the Kingdom, and this one entitled, The NFL Does Not Wait. And for the Chiefs, they will not wait for them to figure out this run defense. Chiefs have got to get this done on its own. Uh, You mentioned just to – so dealing with with double teams. I'll watch on tape. Guys up front are getting double teamed. Fighting through that, the linebackers getting off a block and showing up and showing up with an arrival um, and with an aggressive arrival. But sometimes you have to scheme it, you have to run blitz it and take your chance, just get off the field and have one more guy there than they have to block it. Man, you talk about double T. Yeah, um, it, it has to be a, 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 a balance of the linebackers and D-line working together. If you're a D lineman and you're getting double team, you got to hold that double team. You have to keep in your gap and allow the linebacker to relieve you of the double team. If you quick swim it just to get off of a double team and allow that offensive line to get up to the second level and he's able to hit the linebacker three or four yards deep, then it, it creates vertical seams in your defense. But if you hold that double team and you're fighting to stay in that gap and you force that, that those two bigs to stay on you and then you allow the linebacker to come down here and smack that offensive lineman, you'll get relief off your double team, but it'll be on the same level. Mm-hmm. And that's how you create that brick wall we talk about so much. Every man has to be hit, hitting it at the same level um, for it to be an effective defense. And what offenses try to do is create vertical seams. They want those vertical seams. They want um, um, defensive linemen to quick swip quick swim or go back door on a block um, because they know that's going to create a gashing hole for that running back to run through. So everybody's got to do their part. And it starts up front with the guys up front, but it also um, is is a big responsibility for the linebackers to relieve those double teams as fast as possible. How much of it's study, too? Now, we're talking about a short week. You don't get to study a lot this week. NFL doesn't wait for you to study. But I think of the Honey Badgers play in the game against the Colts where he read that counter pitch and blew up the dude for a, and got him behind the chains. Yeah, eight-yard loss. Yeah, and yeah. that was giant. It kept him a field goal, gave the Chiefs a chance to win the game. But how much of that is going, oh, this formation, I've seen it. I know it with this personnel group out there. So it's, it's not guessing, mm-hmm. but it's being making kind of an educated – you're, you're training your mind education before the snap even occurs. Yeah, the greatest linebackers always do that. They they, they go through play simulation. They they know the percentage of uh, different run uh, scenarios to the left and the right is a power game based off of uh, formation and personnel. So you can eliminate a lot of plays, and now you're left with five plays it could be. And then when that ball is snapped, you get a quick little glance of what you think it is, and then you got to go play. Um, but you got to know that down distance scenario. Um, and then you got to be able to, you know, help your defense out. If you think, you know, if you've done enough studying and watching the plays, call it out, communicate, find a way to communicate. That's the one thing I do love about being a defense player on the road is you can hear each other. Yeah. We're not going to have a communication problem out there. <laughs> You'll be able to hear. They're going to keep it quiet for the offense to change plays and audible. But they also, when, when they're quiet, it allows the defense to communicate a lot of things. So we got to be overly communicative about what's going on on the field, what we're seeing. Um, if you see an offensive lineman leaning forward, he's a little bit too heavy on his knuckles. You see his knuckles turn white. You know that run is coming that way. You see a guy with uh, his heels, all his cleats in the ground. You know that's a pass set. So you know that run is either run away or it's a pass set. you got to talk about those things. Anything you're feeling um, instinctively as a linebacker or a D lineman, you got to let other guys know. 
goes back to the trust too. Spags is working on this to get it figured out. But you know that these coaches have been working on Denver. Trust them. They're going to show you this look. Here's what here's the percentages of this. Here's what we're going to do against it. We'll see how the Chiefs handle it because the NFL does not wait. And we're at halftime of this episode of Defending the Kingdom. And now we're going to go into the third quarter. So uh, you have one second. Uh, normal NFL games, 12 minutes, you get one second. There, there it is. See, the NFL doesn't wait, nor does defending the kingdom wait. Let's get into the third quarter, and that is on the other side of the ball. Uh, that is protection issues, uh, getting the running game going on that side. Uh, and I'm not mean just, you know, attempts to run, like you got to run, well, to run 12 more times. It's if you run at 12 or 15 or 20, being efficient in that run game. The Chiefs right now have as many 20-plus runs as do the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shady's popped off two of these. Shady McCoy. Mahomes has one scramble. Um, Darrell Williams has got a 41-yard run, uh, which is impressive. Actually, Shady has three. He's got a 20, 39 to 31 and a 25. All right, th- there's a big runs there. But it's getting uh, just enough of the run game back. So now we're going to flip this discussion, Barbershop, of what the Chiefs have to do to stop the run. Now what do you do to get the run game going enough to be a nice compliment to Patrick Mahomes in the passing game? Man, it's not simple to do um, against a team, but you got to find a way to re-energize, re-introduce the running game. Sometimes it's going back to the simple basic runs, right? We got a guy on our team, the Sausage, right? The big bulldozer 4-2. Um, I know he was, he's, he's, he's salivating at the chance of uh, putting, putting his helmet on a defender and, and, and being a lead blocker. Uh, we got the bulldozer, belldozer, right? 81, our backup tight end. Um, it might be simply just getting some of these run-heavy personnels out there. Doesn't matter if they're going to know it, um, know the run is coming, but still just run the ball. The attempts to run the ball, uh, rushing attempts, it creates a mentality for the offensive line where they're now putting in a position where <laughs> – I'm a bigger dog than you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bigger, badder uh, player. I'm a more violent player because I get to come off this ball, fire off this ball, um, get downhill. Um, all offensive linemen, I, I know they, they, they love to run block more than they love to pass sack. They love to be the, more, the aggressor in that one-on-one battle. Um, and when you don't have rushing attempts, it keeps them in a re- retreat, 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 and allows that defense to get more momentum um, as they get closer and closer to your quarterback and put hits on your quarterback. Um, over a, a 60-minute battle, um, that, that the team that with the most rushing attempts usually ends up being a team that feels like they were physically the more dominant team. Until it goes back to the second quarter of this podcast. Until they change the rules, the run game will do that. I can control the tempo of the game if I'm successful, and two, I will take your will away. Yep. All right. This uh, Bronco defense is coming off a shutout. They just obliterated the Titans. Seven sacks. Uh, they had three interceptions in that game. They basically got Mar- Marcus Mariota fired for the game because they put in Tannehill for him, um, and now he's got the Titans rethinking everything. Uh, but – we talk about the run game, but I look at the front of this Denver defense. We know about Von Miller, but I look at their bigs. Adam Gotsis, Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf, uh, Demarcus Walker was really effective mm-hmm. in the game against the Titans. I mean, these are guys, Jerry Atachi on this team. He was with us at training camp. But there are effective guys up front in the game pressuring. Now, for Kansas City uh, and the Chiefs, Getting some protection against these guys. I mean, against seven sacks, and the Titans don't have a terrible offensive line. But to get a little of that mojo back in the passing game, because there were times in in last week's game, the two interceptions were big. Uh, The interception 
uh, by Thornhill, kept it at 17-16. Chiefs have 39 seconds and three timeouts. That's where the sack strip fumble yeah. happened. Protection cr- uh, collapsed. The other one was after the interception by Shavarius Ward. Chiefs keep a 24-23 lead. Now you have the ball with about 10 or so minutes left. Goes back to, hey, you eat seven minutes off the clock and go get a touchdown. Now you're up eight with little time for Houston to score. Neither chance did it work, and a lot of it didn't work because of – uh, getting whipped in the trenches there. So now, with the offense against this defensive front, just a fact of starting to winning those battles and getting this offense back on full throttle. Yeah, I think the one thing you're going to find around the league, every team has some studs in front. Every, everybody's going to have mm-hmm. themselves a, a Von Miller-ish or a J.J. Watt-ish. Or, um, we saw Houston come back two weeks ago. Uh, everybody has a guy that can, can get off the rock and, and create some, some, some problems in your pass protection. Uh, but your guys up front got to be they got to acknowledge who it is, where he is, um, be able to uh, allow a, a, a tight end chip or a running back chip, do whatever it takes to buy enough time uh, for Pat to be able to keep his eyes downfield and be, in this, be as effective as we know he can be. Um, we know one thing: if he's kept upright and able to keep a clean pocket to step up in, there is no quarterback, and that includes Rodgers, that includes uh, the GOAT over at New England, um, and any other quarterback, even the guy we just lost to at Houston. There is no quarterback more accurate and has, a, has, has, has more talent in his arm and vision than our Pat Mahomes when he's given the chance to step up into his throw and throw um, on time to receivers. And so I, just, I, just, I think for, for, for our pass uh, offense to kind of be re- reignited and re-sparked. Of course, we, we it's going to start with that ground game getting set. But when, when it's time to pass the ball, we have to give him time to uh, uh, watch the play develop and in confidence in the line to know that he's going to have time to make those throws. And it may not be always a 50-yard bomb or a 46 throw up to the cheetah and let him go get it. It was yeah, great oh, to see the cheetah thing. back. It was awesome. Um, we mentioned this. Um, uh, we're going to hit it, I guess, on our uh, Hybe Chiefs Insider show because it's underrated about – I mean, we know about his speed, but his strength and his vertical is way underrated. Uh, but it can be the 17-yard slant, the deep crosser, yes. uh, the rub route that's so good it broke the uh, running back open, Darrell Williams, for 52 yards. That's not to be a bomb down the field. You can get something, but just get some rhythm and, and uh, or, you know, roll, the, roll it. Yeah, short passing game, the screen game, running the ball – and incompleted passes. That, that was the way the ball matriculates down the field, right? Incomplete yeah. passes don't do it. Tackles for loss don't do it. Sacks don't do it. We got to avoid those those last three things and get a lot more positive plays, downhill runs, screens, uh, draws, and then short passes to get the offense reignited, regoing. Because uh, we know at the end of the day, man, this offense is, is it, it's one of the best offenses in the league once they get their momentum. Um, but I think that leads you into the fourth quarter. It sure does, because that's going to lead us into an area that I want to spend a lot of time with. Usually it's just a throw-in and parenthetical. We talked about it in the offseason of one of the, our previous editions of Defending the Kingdom. Uh, and I'll just close it this way offensively. The Chiefs still have only allowed eight sacks. That's top five in the league. And 35, 20-plus plays, that's the best in the league. Still the ability to attack. But we're also saying the rhythm leads to the attack yes. uh, here. And the NFL doesn't wait for you to get it figured out. That's our theme here. So we go to the fourth quarter. The NFL also doesn't figure or doesn't wait for you to figure it out in the special teams game. And I'm not going to be critical here, but there's one thing we, we cannot overlook, and that is the Chiefs have more special teams penalties than any team in the league right now. Overall, the team has, what, 48 penalties, but 10 of those have been on special teams. I think the next closest um, in the NFL is seven. And it's just a matter – you know, we've seen them try too hard. 
how much of this too is the injuries that have happened because Dave Taub has to you know who do you, he's like who do I have yeah. who do I get who do I get to to slide in here and sometimes it can change literally overnight or during a game so there's a challenge there but just you know it, it's just getting gobbled up in field position because of special teams penalties we have a, a just an unlimited number of guys that can step up to the call when it comes to special teams. I know Coach Dave Tobe, he, he coaches the special teams like any other position. He's awesome. Right? He goes a, a, a global overview. He wants every guy in the room to know everybody's position, everybody's job, so that if you need to call a uh, uh, backup running back to step in and be a wing on or be a gunner on punt, it's not something he doesn't know. It's not foreign to him. So there is not a lack of coaching or understanding. If, and if that's not the case, when it comes to penalty, it always has to be an effort thing. Uh, most most penalties, holding calls, blocks in the back, um, any kind of legal formation, all of that stuff comes down to um, your want to. Like it comes down to a one-on-one battle. Are you willing to run your feet, even when you're tired, to stay in proper position with proper leverage so that the guy you're blocking um, doesn't uh, elude you and you, then you're being forced to hold them or block them in the back or do something like that? Are you aware of their twist games and, all, and, and their knife games um, so that you don't get surprised when somebody um, 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 loops outside and you have to make a quick adjustment? All those things, are you, are you paying attention to all the things that are going on in the meeting rooms and out on the field during walkthroughs so that when it comes to game day, you don't feel like you're just a uh, – our special teams isn't an afterthought. Special teams have won games for a lot. We look at the three, the, the five, six, and no teams. We look at the teams that are undefeated right now. Uh, the Patriots have <laughs> scored two times off of blocked, um, blocked punts. Um, the 49ers do a great job of, I mean, in, in all three phases. So those teams, um, the, 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 the differential between them uh, being undefeated and having one or two losses is probably the special teams game when you look at it. And these penalties, they do a number on your. Uh, field position. When you talk about starting field position, uh, giving the other team, you want to start them deep. We talk about trying to get them inside the 10-yard line, inside the 20, uh, not giving them a great field position to start. That's the beginning of your defensive stance is where the special teams makes that team start. And just to put it out there, Dave Tobe is probably the most, well, one of the most, top three or four respected special teams coordinators in the league. Rod Smith's an awesome assistant for him. The Chiefs are 13-1 and one when they score in special teams under Andy Reid. 13-1. and one. I don't want to jinx it, so don't get mad at me, Kingdom. They have never allowed a special teams touchdown since Dave Tobe has been here. Zero in seven years. All right. That being said, though, discretion, and that is if I don't have you blocked and the returner is going to get to maybe the 22, if I block you in the back or I try too hard or I'm trying to get – where do I have the discretion to go, you know what, I didn't get it done this time, but I'm not going to do something crazy, and now we have to start a drive at the 5 or the 9 or the 8? We always know that flags on special teams, we call them drive killers, right? If, you, if your offense is about to go out on the field and you get a uh, – we, we, we return a kickoff and we get out to the 20 or the 25-yard line, there's a flag on the field, we're starting inside the 10. Um, uh, so on offense, a flag on special teams is, is a drive killer, right? On defense – you know, we're going to cover a punt, and we, 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 we hit a guy late or we, we do something to cause them to have an extra 15 or 10 yards to begin the drive. That's, that's giving a team a first down, right? You can't you – can't, in this – or 
that penalty is, is extending a, a, a drive where you got him off the field, you're about to get off the field, and because of a, of a penalty, you keep a drive going. Um, you, so you can't kill your own drives, and you can't give extra opportunities to the other teams when they're trying to score. Um, and then in your special teams phase, when it comes to kicking field goals, um, extra points, you cannot have penalties on those plays that make kickers do it over again. Um, it, it's it, the game of inches. We saw it last, you know, the other night. Uh, we see it each week. Um, the, 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 the level of uh, winning and losing the league is always comes down to less than a field goal. It's less than three. Most games are won or lost by less than three points in this league, and it's critical that the kicking game, uh, we clean it up. Um, we clean up the penalties offensively, defensively. Uh, we can't let it, the game come down to just uh, penalties and flags. And I sense this Thursday night game will be uh, – it's going to boil down to field goal. Who's efficient? Who's efficient? Yes. There cannot be three and out drives, and I didn't get to that earlier. Uh, but who's efficient, especially in the – if you got a field goal, make it. If you got a punt, punt it well and cover it. Yes. And if you've, you're receiving a punt, don't commit a penalty, get a return, but just don't forfeit field position. So, I mean, we'll close it this way uh, as we get ready to go to Denver. But I've got – Andy Reid has kind of trained me this way. I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. Before, instead of going, oh, it's a road game, it's a short week, everybody's working extra hours, you've got to cram seven days of work into three or four. I'm looking forward to it. Because if the Chiefs can win this game, they get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which will be like a mini bye week. And I think this team needs it. But I do think – um, and hopefully this team will get on that plane and go out there and take care of business, whether it's short week, long week in Denver or, you know, Dubai. Well, you found out Thursday night we'll find out the NFL does not wait for anyone. That's Cle- uh, Kansas City Chiefs included. All right, Kingdom, you got to be ready to bring it, bring it loud, bring it proud. Um, no matter where you are, the sports bar, wherever you are watching the game, uh, you got to let your fans, you got to let the team know that you're with them. Uh, we need. We got to do this together. We have to have confidence. Uh, we have to have relentlessness, toughness. All these things have to. It starts with the fans, um, and you got to you got to be there for the team. So let's do it. He's Sean Barber, aka Barber Shop of the Shop. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. Yes, the NFL does not wait. It is time for Thursday night football. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs official podcast network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.